thank you so much for listening to episode 28 of the Arizona Movie Club. My name's Tyler. I am your host, as I always will be. And joining me, as he always will be, is my co-host. Don't on, Andy. Hi there. And joining us, as he should always be from now on, is our producer, Romeo. What's going on, Romeo? Oh, he's, I think he's making that his signature just movie. Just does the, I like it. When this becomes a, or a video podcast, I'm sure that'll make more sense. We'll just cut to the extra camera and Romeo will be... But this is your first time tuning in, because this episode is about hustlers. And, you know, you didn't get connived there. We're not hustling you. Uh, but I do have a couple things to plug here. Thank you, first of all, for listening, if this is your first time. And thank you, of course, if it's not your first time. We are Arizona Movie Club. We're supposed to, when all this chaos is over, talk about a new movie and an old movie every single week. Right now, obviously, it's a primarily old movies, although we do have an episode that should already be up. If you're able to click on this, then the Palm Springs episode should be up. That came out last Friday, July 10th, and it is great. Spoiler alert there. Um, it's on Hulu, so if you have Hulu, it's completely free to watch. Unlike Hustlers, if you wanted to watch along with us, I apologize. It was very not, difficult to find. Yeah. <laughs> but we are also, if you're just joining in, or if you skip my intros, but you listen to this one for some reason, we are going to be interviewing Maeve Higgins, the star of our very first, uh, the very first movie we ever watched for the podcast, Extraordinary. It is very funny, uh, similar to Palm Springs. As a matter of fact, if I had to rank the movies that actually came out this year, it goes Palm Springs number one for me, Extraordinary number two. This is a spoiler alert there. They, there hasn't been a lot, obviously, uh, but everything else I saw that, well, Portrait of a Lady on Fire was technically last year, so that doesn't count where that would be. I think I laughed more during Palm Springs, but I think I like Extraordinary more. I can see that. Um, I just, I think I can't underrate rewatchability. We'll get to that in that pod, but like the movie's immensely rewatchable. And so outside of that, uh, we do have a email. If you would like to have suggestions going forward for what we should be watching next week, we are going to be watching. Damn, I'm, I'm getting bad at this. Cause Slow like, West. Slow West. And, and Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. I've got so much Summer written down that it's like, oh, I've got to make sure I mention this and that and that. Sorry, guys, uh, for that, that second of me spazzing. Thor Ragnarok. Because it is the summer of sizzle. Forgot to plug that in uh, our previous podcast. But we're trying to watch, actually, relevant blockbusters. So that's where you're getting Thor Ragnarok. And our counter-programming is Slow West, which available on Netflix, Thor Ragnarok available on Disney+. Plus. If you have neither of those, they're both available for free subscriptions. You can cancel them within 30 days. So you got no excuse not to watch along with us, damn it. Both of those, I've never seen Slow West. Thor Ragnarok is a fun Marvel movie. If you're not a big superhero movie person... It's not perfect. I'm never going to be one of those dorks that are like, it's art, respected as art. It's a superhero movie, but it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I've never seen any of the Thors. Was Thor in uh, Guardians? The Galaxy Guardian? No, he's going to be in the third one. Oh. Uh, that's spoilers. Well, we'll there, I have not seen those yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why you know, I did see the ending of Endgame. Yeah. We talked about that. No, Infinity War. Whatever the fan out snapping was. It yeah, it was yeah. Okay. No, you're good. <laughs> Sorry. You're, no, it's good. I don't expect everyone to be up on superhero movies. When when we first started talking, I really didn't like, I was like, have you seen this, that? I was like, oh, so you've seen nothing. So in the last couple months, yeah, it's been a lot more than I've, I've seen in years. People like when I was like, two. Logan, that's a lot more than years. <laughs> it was <laughs> Iron Man Iron Man 2, like we joked about, was my last one. Did you, yeah, man, that's Mickey been a Rourke and those electric whips, yep. Jeez. <laughs> uh, so those are what we're going to be talking about next week. Thor Ragnarok and Slow West. Who does Slow West start again? Michael Fassbender, and it has... Uh, 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 Cody Smith McPhee, I think is his name. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Oh yeah, he's also he's the Nightcrawler in um, the newer X Men. 
That's what the kid. There we go. I think he's also the kid from uh, War Man that I never watched, but that zombie romance movie. Maybe I don't remember that one. I believe that's him as well. He's an all right actor, so I believe that he's good in Slow West. Uh, but that's it. I think that's all I've got to mention about what's coming up and what we have available. Of course, we got a big catalog. If you're just tuning in, go listen to our follows episode. People seem to like that one. And then also Get Out, or not Get Out, uh, Good Time. Good Time. Get Out's a phenomenal movie, too. But we've both, we've both seen, seen it. it. Yeah, oh, okay. I should probably mention for first-time listeners, uh, our goal here is we want to have, ideally, one of us never seen the movie. If both of us haven't, that's even better, like in the case of Palm Springs. But I this week was one of the rare weeks where I had seen both. I had seen Hustlers, and I had seen Arrival. Uh, go watch that Arrival one. Um, if you like sci-fi, it's a short episode. It's a breezy listen. That was a fun episode. This should hopefully be too breezy. It's kind of a long-winded intro. But plot-wise, there is a little more plot to Hustlers. But in the spirit of Hustlers, I don't want to get bogged down in, in plot. So let's dive deep here. Andy did not like this movie, although he wants to clarify. <laughs> I don't know. Is is the horniness inherent? We just talked about how unsexy of a movie we had with the rival. Is the horniness in the inherent built into the DNA of Hustlers? Was this, could this ever have been a movie plot? It could have been done better. There's a, there's a, a good chance I could have liked it if it, if it wasn't like all over the place tonally for me. Like we I think we talked about this a little bit before. This is a way different movie for me score wise. If this was framed as like a bad thing, these ladies are doing, but it's very much like, hey, we're all having a good time as gals, getting one up, you know, stealing from people, and it's kind. And then it's very loosely for me tied together like as a cautionary tale because it's based on a true story and one girl turns in the others, essentially she gets a plea deal and the other ones go to jail or probation. I can't remember all the little, you know, uh, outros for everyone, but it's just, I, I don't know. It seems like it would be a different movie if it's like, Hey, what we're seeing is, is bad. Don't steal from people. Like <laughs> don't do that. So if we want to get right away into just before we talk about what we liked or didn't like, Film-wise, and we want to talk about the morals of it, I'm, I'm fine with that if you want to get rip that band-aid off. So one thing I thought about I would change, I think they would have been better served at the end to have, like, a graphic. Well, normally I'm not a big, like, just put a graphic up, like, numbers and everything. But I think, like, they have J-Lo talking about the whole country's a strip club. And even though I think it's funny and it's, like, I am, it's having a good time, I'm not even mad at it. I think it would have better served, like, as a punching point of, like, this is what they all got. Here's what the fucking assholes in Wall Street who robbed the country and put us into an economic collapse. Here's what they got. And we'd all know, oh, it's nothing. And it would illustrate that like, yeah. this is the lesser of two evils, which I think is the actual moral. Like, of course, they're That's not very condoning. Much offended, for sure. They're, yeah. they're not condoning. And I think like the audience, the moral ambiguity there is supposed to be like through Julia Stiles reporter. Like of like, yeah. like I'm not judging you to the extent where I'm thinking you're some horrible person forever, but like clearly what you're doing is a little fucked up. And the, and the movie even starts to like when Constance Wu is getting like interviewed, and this is clearly like in the future, you know, and she's she's being interviewed by Julia Stiles. She's like, this isn't just going to be a, a story about a bunch of strippers stealing money from people. Is it? And it's like, well, kind of. <laughs> but she's like, yes, no. She doesn't run the story in the end, right? Or does she? She does, and then, because Wu reads it, and then gives her a call, and I think it was like, what's up with Ramona? Destiny and Ramona. I remember yeah, the names for this one. Okay. And, uh, uh, yeah, I think she's kind of just, like, a little teary-eyed. She clearly misses Ramona. She feels bad for it. Like, I mean, who wouldn't feel bad? Like, you know, everyone's yeah. emotions made sense and everything. I just didn't like 
the, like what we you were seeing like in front characters. of us. It's just like, like the way that they, to your point, I see what you're saying. Yes, there are bigger thieves in the world, sure. So you juxtapose it to that. It's not as, as bad. But like the way that this movie yeah, defends itself, like there's not really the line where it's like, yeah, that re- firefighter's retirement fund is paying for blowjobs. So like we're okay to steal from the like, CEOs. And that's like, I don't think that's, I think you're oversimplifying finance a bit. <laughs> I don't think that's quite how that works. But like if that's how you're, we're, the movie is saying we're going along with this, then okay. I Like, like I said with sci-fi, like that's the movie saying I'm along with the ride, even if I don't understand it. Yeah, it's, so I mean, I just think philosophically it's like, listen, Everything is already corrupt, and these people are hustling to make their money. And like literally, I mean, it's called it's called hustlers, and not called strippers. Yeah, because like that's what they're doing. They're like created a hustle, and this is like it's weirdly like a if you think about it in like a broader scope, like weirdly an anti-capitalist movie because like this is what late stage capitalism gets you. Like you you kind of have to throw like ethics out the window a little bit and just go. I have to get mine where I can get mine. Um, and they had no problem doing that, like, in the more traditional way, the more uh, ethically sound way in the beginning. But when shit gets hard, when it really, you get pushed up against the glass, they're just like, well, we gotta, we have to survive. And it's not <laughs> having jam <laughs> tell me that I have to work more at freaking, uh, <laughs> where were you working at? The the gap or the gap. Yeah. I think it was the gap. <laughs> so yeah. Stand in for the gap. What, so one of my observations, what I love specifically about the first 40 minutes is it does feel like it's been directed by someone that understands what makes music videos fun in a good time. Because I got to say, I love the soundtrack for this film because it's just like I can't be unbiased about that, especially in the beginning when it starts in like 07. Those were like bangers that every kid in high school listened to. Yeah. So I'm just like, <laughs> hell yeah, yep. they, they got it every Every time cut to like a different year, it was accurate for the music. Decent soundtrack, yep. Um, I get you. And yet, so like it's very music video esque in like the funnest sense of the word for the first forty minutes. Yeah, or so. when J Lo's kind of showing Destiny the ropes, like, hey, I'll show you how to hustle, or, or not, they're not hustling, quote but, unquote, at this point. But it's like, I'll, I'll show you how to uh, you get know, tips, dance better, and, get tips, exactly, because you know, and and although I, I wouldn't dispute this for even one second that the like stripping industry is gross like this. And if yeah. like, you're a newbie, you have to pay a bunch of money to like, you know, she's like, it shows like her making like, like a couple hundred dollars for her evening. And then like tipping the bouncer, yeah. the DJ, the owner, the, uh, you know, bartender and this, and then she walks home with like a hundred dollars or something like that. It's like, I'm not discounting that for a second. I just, I kind of think it's all just gross. It's pretty analogous to like food work in industry. Like, you know, waitresses, waiters, they have to tip out their bartender, they have to tip out the busser, yep. and by the time you go home, you're like, oh, this is not what I thought it was going to yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, she had like a hundred bucks or a little over or something like that, and then gives it to Grandma. And then that's when it's established that yeah, she's taking care of her, her grandma as well. Yeah. Grandma, great character. <laughs> grandma's great, yeah. I, I love her story. She has that, uh, who is she with? I think it was like Frankie Valley. Yeah. Like, or- like, like, I like that story. One of the, the gripes I'll have with that one, too, is it's like they couldn't decide which one of those scenes they liked more of, like, the reveal of like, hey, grandma is really cool. She's not some uptight old lady. It's like the Frankie Valley one. And then there was another one. Damn it, I can't remember. She's like, I haven't, you know, drank like this since whatever, whatever. But yeah, there's both. I thought they were one in the same. No, there's two of them. There are a couple, like, like a bit of, because both times JLo has to go like, I love this grandma. It's like, you couldn't decide which one. Like, let's put them both in there. And it was kind of just, it was a little weird. Yeah, I mean, I think this movie could be a little tighter in its pacing for sure. Like, I'm not going to argue uh, there's some pacing issues. 
I wish they had found a way to intersperse more of that fun. I still like the third and 40, but maybe you would sprinkle it in throughout the second half. Uh, well, second two-thirds, I would argue. It's like that first third is my favorite of the act. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, I have to defend this view because people are like, that's where they strip. If you're just having a good time in that portion. Like, there's more color to the film. There's more. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you here for? Just yeah. Like, like, <laughs> like, like, that's the big draw of this and movie, supposedly. I think it pulls, and I get for budget, budgetary and, like, uh, scheduling reasons, you probably have to just limit the amount you got those cameos in. Um, whether it was... So, like, I just got to say, I love the Usher cameo so much. That scene is that. so much fun. It's it's incredibly cheesy, but, like, you're I'm having fun. Like, it just works. When she, Especially because in the intro, she's like, this is, like, the greatest night yeah. ever in strip club or something like that. And it's funny because it's like, yeah, it would make sense. It's period accurate. It's 08. Who's going to, like, who's this, a huge star? And, like, of course, Little Wayne was there and everything. But, like, it made sense that it was Usher in a weird way. And that, like, it's, it works long in dialogue, but I had, like, I laugh every time. And he, what does he say? Like, say my name or whatever. And he's like, Usher Baby. And then yeah. it's like, it hits that, it literally right crescendos song, yeah. with the love in this club. And I was just like, they are manipulating our emotions. I don't even care. Like, this is so like, much fun. You're it, just it was, like, it, fuck yeah, I also baby. really had a lot of fun during that because it's, you know, the true story, all that, yada. And so I'm like, okay, that's really cool. I did, I almost wished it was a fake Usher, though. Cause it's, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I was just like, just put a guy that looks like Usher in there, and I'm, I'm just like, oh, that's the real Usher. It kind of like almost like took me out of it because it's like he's, a, he's aren't the real dancers and stuff. Usher's the only one really reenacting yeah. the scene. Well, it's it's very loosely based on real stuff. Oh, okay. I would say that. Yeah, it's like it was loosely giant based on that in the sense that Usher once went to a strip club. That part probably, yeah. Well, I was about to say, I doubt that the person whose story was based on had Usher coming. Yeah, I agree. They clearly got, like, this story about, like, strippers went from A to B. And they're like, how do we fill in a compelling story otherwise? And I do think it's a compelling, interesting story. I like it a lot. I do wish, like, yeah, I would probably. I'm just interested because I wonder if it was, like, they had more footage or they thought they had better footage. And, like, when they got to the editing room, it was just like, we can't make it make sense, like, unless we tell it exactly like that. Like, I don't want to assume the worst of the editors. Maybe they should have done a, maybe they should have revisited the script a couple more times and, like, kind of had the foresight to, or, you know, uh, to look at that and go, maybe that'll be, like, a pacing issue. Maybe on paper it seemed like we won't have this issue. And, I like, I'm sure there were probably editors in the room. Like, like I can't, yeah. I, I, I know that this has the major... This factor, but we can to add up, but, you know, that... that like of maybe any movie we've like watched so far, like it would be like the most like dismissible. Would be like, hey, that doesn't matter. <laughs> this is yeah. a movie about you know these ladies doing this and hustling and, and you know getting their money. Like so maybe of, of like any movie, yeah, we can kind of just brush the like logistics aside, I guess. But but to like your point about the editing, maybe like it seemed like that kind of wasn't really even a second act in the movie so much. It was kind of just hey, this is the lead up. I guess the second act would be like when the club goes bad. And they have to start, yeah. but it really was kind of just like, hey, it's lead up, it's lead up, it's fun, we're all having a great time, and then Ramona is bad, things aren't good anymore, hard turn. That's so, kind of how it felt for me. So, we talked a little bit before we started recording about how I was like, it felt like a counter to uh, Wolf of Wall Street. And I thought about, I was thinking about that a little bit in my head, letting the ideas cook, and I think how I would distinguish it is, Jordan Belfort is doing morally bad things, like just as financially. He is also a terrible human being outside of his actions. You, well, if you have the 
this is why, and I think, like, it, when I talked about it being morally ambiguous, people can do questionable things, especially if it's not, like, murdering. And murder and rape is obviously a line where you try. You just go, well, that action means you're forever a terrible person. Like, even when you look at Belfort, money's always, like, a weird gray line. Like, it's obviously fucked up to take money from people. But it is, I think we as a society definitely view it as more of, like, a gray area than, like, those obvious bad things versus, like, if you call someone a name and you didn't mean it, you just like say, I'm sorry, you never say that name again. And that's obvious. So, but Belfort's a, a terrible person. He tries to ruin people's lives outside of his bad actions. They take morally questionable actions, but we see they're not inherently bad people outside of those actions. I mean, they're not going out of their way to hurt people otherwise, but there are clearly people that go to them and, and say, Hey, this is ruining my life. What you're doing, you know, this game you're playing and they, and they, shows, at never point, she gets sad about it, but she doesn't do anything about it. Well, she, I mean, she pulls the plug and like is like stop. Whereas I think you can tell no, Marona or Ramona would have not. No, going. Ramona had to like pry the phone out of her hand because she was just saying. I mean, I guess she said sorry. Yeah, uh, Destiny did say sorry to that guy. Like sorry, this is happening to you or something like that. But that's as much remorse as anybody shows in the movie. We way more remorse than Belfort ever once gives. And oh, for sure. Like I'm saying, like, if you juxtapose it to him, yeah, a lot of people are are, you know, are not going to be as bad as like a really awful financial. Same thing with like Martin Scarelli, like that kind of shit. But it's oh, like, Shikrelli, yeah. We're just talking about these people and what we're seeing, yeah, like it, just in front of us, and like they very much are hurting. Like at first, it's just stockbrokers and stuff like that. But then it trickles down to like the common guy who is just and going and the, you know. Yeah, I I also wanted to bring up real quick before I forgot it. The irony of the scene where all the cops show the interviews and the guys make all, all the finance bros make the same argument that like it don't realize the full irony of it, of how they make females feel uncomfortable. Like they were forced, they were pressured, mm-hmm. like they couldn't tell anyone because nobody would believe them. It's just like, will always be hilarious to me seeing that scene because it's like, they just, they don't get it. Like you're never going to learn this lesson. Like you obviously felt manipulated and used, but that's how you make women feel. So it's just like, it's a good role reversal, and I mean, some people, I think, I think this film is 100% the the internet does not like this film, because there's a lot of, like, angry males on the internet a lot of the time. Oh, no, that's so, not why I don't like it. No, no, I know you, <laughs> like, I, I know you, like, this is not a last of us thing or whatever, but I didn't even see a lot of hate, I just know how many incels are on the fucking internet, and so, to them, so the idea the of... was well-liked. I did not know so what people hated on it. It got good reviews and everything. Oh, okay. But, like... There's always that subsection that are just <laughs> this and Joker would be a hell of a two parter because that's like the incel movie and this is like the anti incel movie. Like everybody's everybody's getting money, everybody's getting like weight or having a good time, and Joker's just like I'm sad. The world doesn't understand me, and people like we if we did a Joker pod, the internet would fucking hate us, Andy, because we do not like that movie. Don't say that out loud, man. <laughs> Damn it, we're gonna have to edit that out. It's gonna be a hard edit. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll. I'll decide in editing if if we should risk it. I don't know. I'm kind of like I'm willing to defend that take. Yeah, same. No, I, I don't care. I remember I felt really bad. I I I offended my my sister's boyfriend who's a couple years younger. He really liked Joker, and without me knowing that, I completely treaded it. They're just like, "What did you think of Joker?" And I completely just 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 tore it down. And he told me it was like, "Oh, he's like one. It's one of my favorite movies." And it was kind of kind of awkward. He got me back to Hereditary because I'm like, "You guys gotta see this." And then he's like, "It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen." I'm like, "Okay." I it just sounds like he has terrible taste. <laughs> I mean, 
I don't know. I don't know a ton of his movies. See, Most of them are fine. Most of them are pretty good. And we talked a little bit about Cage before this, and I don't want to get too off, off the rails. Oh, no, we can always but, always get on a Cage. But, like, me. that argument of, I almost wonder, because of his overacting and, like, the non-minimalist acting, it is kind of like a compelling argument that when he plays, like, anti-heroes or outright bad people, that you get the point. Whereas, like, I'm not saying Joaquin is complicit in the, like, toxic attitude of people that take that movie the wrong way, but it that definitely, that movie is definitely painting him as, like, you should be empathetic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, you should not be empathetic to, to this weirdo. Yeah, I'm a murderer. Yeah. yeah, like, to this psychopath. Same thing with Wolf of Wall Street. Yep, it's that. That's uh, it's good to have perspective, but not not that side of it. But yeah, so this is the anti incel movie. It is very much. It's incredibly horny, but it's also like the horniness dies down after that forty minutes. Like I gotta say, it turns into like a Goodfellas esque kind of like. Yeah, because most of it from any encounter they have from about the midway point on, it's them like drugging people and like kind of playing with like the cocktail. Drink. Yeah, some of those did. did like, like, I, I wasn't like a robot. Like it got some good laughs out of me. Like when the ketamine scene is a good yeah, scene. when they drug Gary and like their that guy falls down and they're all just like we love you, Gary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that did get a good laugh out of me. No, I, like it's it's definitely got its laughs. Um, I I enjoy this two second two third, but I would just. I do agree. There's a little bit of pacing issues. I, if we want to talk about the performances specifically, I was just saying if I had to rank the guest appearances uh, for or like singer performances for me, it would go. Of course, J Lo number one. She's got the most screen time and she does a pretty solid job. You were saying you don't believe the crying. I get that, but like outside of that, I thought she nailed it. That's she, like, she's good. Like, she may yeah, not have say that. range, but when for she's asked they- to be charismatic, she hits it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was a script that smartly took advantage of that. Yeah, that, always that, that her, character, like, hyper-confidence, like, yeah, always she's on the offensive. The yeah, always. always. I was like, that's a good jinx right there. <laughs> uh, and I just, like, Constance Wu just gets less scene-chewing, so I just what think... What else is she in? I did not recognize her. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, okay, never seen that. Fresh Off the Boat, the show. The Randall Park one, okay. I don't think she's the girl, no, I'm pretty sure she's not the oh, girl Romeo's heart from, out, uh, from Sucker Punch, but... Oh, oh, that's oh yeah yeah yeah. No, that one was yeah, but I don't think that's her. Oh, okay, I think it's another Asian actress. I'm I promise I'm not stereotyping here. I was just trying to wrap my brain for the movie. She might have the Lego Ninjago movie. Oh, she was a voice in the Lego Ninjago. Movie. Oh, that's where I know her from. <laughs> <laughs> you almost got me with the first half of it until you cracked up. No, I did not. I, I've never. I didn't see the Lego movie either. Was did you see that one? People didn't like it's pretty the Lego. good. Oh, I thought people didn't like that one. Oh, people like it. Uh, oh no, I'm thinking of Pixels. Oh, yeah, that movie. People, people, people really didn't like yeah. yeah, those came out. That's what I'm thinking of. All Adam Sandler movies are bad outside of, like, some of his early stuff. And yeah, I, like Jams. Jams, yep. I like Punch Drunk Love, Punch too. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, there we go. And that one... I like Rain Over Me, but I don't think you saw that one. Right? No, it didn't look great. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was fine. He's good. Noah Baumbach's movie um, that he did with Ben Stiller, that one's really good as well. It's like a serious movie. I tell you, they beat that guy's car up. They're like trash oh, yeah. because they found out that like this old man touched their sister. And then she was like, they just beat the shit out of his car. They're so mad. And she comes out and she's like, why'd you do that? And they're like, well, cause he did this. And she's like, doing this isn't going to take it back. Like it happened like 40 years ago. I'm salty and mad. Like, but I, I don't want you to like destroy his, this old man's car. Yeah. <laughs> good movie. Maybe I'll have to check that one out. Yeah. It's, it's good. I would be, I would not be opposed to doing a pot on that. So okay. pretty good movie because I like Sandler when he's serious. I'm, I'm, I'm up for giving it a try. Always. Oh, I, man, I got way off topic. Ranking actress, ranking the singer performances. J-Lo, 
Cardi B, Lizzo, G Easy. G Easy were not good in this film. I didn't know he was a person. I didn't know he was a, a thing. I just He's like a rapper singer. I just kind of thought like, oh, this party actor is not doing a very good job. <laughs> like this extra is not good at all. Because yeah, it's just that. And then all it was was just then just screaming. Wait, wait. It's like, you don't even scream well. Like, wait, it goes, J-Lo, Cardi B, Usher, Lizzo, and oh, G-Eazy. Okay, Usher has so much more value to that film in his one line of dialogue than G-Eazy does. Just hearing him go, Usher, baby, is <laughs> way that, that scene, it reminded me of that bit, even though I'm not a huge fan of Aziz, he does that bit about R. Kelly coming into the club, and it's like, this is 07, the timeline would have made sense, like, the movie wouldn't age well if R. Kelly <laughs> yeah. in the club, but the timeline would have made sense. I was, I was half worried for a second. You're like, oh no. Someone getting... Oh yeah, I don't. I think they would have had the foresight, way before even last year. <laughs> uh, bad person. <laughs> Usher, yeah, this is not this is an anti-R. Kelly podcast. It is, yes. Usher, we're pro Usher podcast. Sure, let's, love, let's be pro Usher. Let's do love it. in this club is a banger. I will always support. <laughs> then yeah, how do you not like yeah? But that's more like oh three oh four. You yeah. might you might laugh. I really like the uh, this one. I don't know if it was the ending song or the second to last, but it has a Lord song that Royals. Royals yeah, I, I, I love that song. I'm not a rap Dude, person. Royals I love is, Royals. Lord is not rap. Oh well, I don't know like pop. new. Okay, pop. Think of like if Taylor Swift didn't suck. That's Lord. Okay. Oh, well, I'm sure Taylor Swift is definitely more like on that one too. Turkey. Yeah, Taylor Swift sucks. I like, think there's a lot of T Swift fans on this crossover. I, I think we're alright. No, she's I mean, a big fan. I mean, this and Joker, they're coming for us. It's just a matter of time. Are the hate listens or listens? Uh, let's see. Yeah, what, what notes do you have? Cause I, oh, uh, chinchilla coat. They bought that coat. That made me sad. I used to have a chinchilla <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> I only, and it takes like a hundred of those things to make a coat. That's why it's sad. Oh, if it was like two or three, it wouldn't be the worst thing. I mean, that's, that's still sad, but damn, it's like hundreds. Of the like, right, his name was Jack Jack, by the way. <laughs> named after the Incredibles? It was actually a coincidence that came out like a year later. Oh, nice. He was already named Jack Jack. Yep, total coincidence. I will say the Christmas scene is like the least of the feel good scenes that worked on me. That's, yeah, that, I think that's where I was. My gripe with the grandma was too, where they kind of did like, I like the grandma, scenes. but everything before the grandma felt a little like, okay, you're laying it on tape. Yeah. And then when they, it kind of goes from like zero to 60, and I, that's when I said it like moves a little bit too fast. When like, it hits like, the, the grandma, accelerator after that. The grandma like passes away, and like she kind of, uh, uh, Destiny like walks in to go check on grandma, and I actually didn't know she was. She passed away. I thought she was just sleeping or something. And they, then, like, they play it a little weirdly. A, yeah. a little long on that. And then it got cuts to her crying. Like, oh, okay. So it just it kind of felt like a little weird misdirection there almost a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised. Let me pull up the director for this. I wouldn't be surprised that they did music videos. And like that was their main craft before this. Oh, okay. And this was like their first effort for full length. Because it would make some of the, how pulling that last hour would be tougher for you than that first 40. Which flows really well. While he's looking that up, do you? So, did you ever have the relationship in high school oh, as, as friends with a stripper? No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean, good question. You hung out at a lot of strip clubs, Andy. Did I you? did almost. I, I had somebody that was like, "Hey, what's your phone number? Take my phone number, put it in your phone." And I said, "No, thank you. I no, thank Damn, you." Damn, I, I thought no, we were about to have Andy. There was something. Stripper. There was something shady about it. And then, like a month later, like I, I went in and it was her name was Seven. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I remember that. Yep. And, and Andy with like, the pole. And, she, and she's, uh, we, she's like, uh, I remember you. She remembered my name and was like, you didn't take my phone number. You should, you need to do that. And even more, I was like, it's more sketched out. I think I just left. I'm like, I'm gonna use the restroom and just fucking dip. No, there's there's something because that that shit happens in Punch Drunk Love with the. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, I mean, nowadays that happens with cam girls more than anything. Me and Romy had this discussion. Mm -hmm. I refer to it as being Punch Drunk Love. Had a supervisor who that happened. 
Oh, like what? I don't. I guess I don't know what you mean. Like people. Uh, just we're already in the middle of scams, so like I guess this is appropriate. It's a, it's a hustler. Um, yeah, the it's a hustler's pod, pod baby. Can we talk about cam girls from time to time? You know what I mean? <laughs> we're just bros broing it up. Arizona movie club bros broing it up. Oh, so. This core is like it's frosty. <laughs> no, so uh, true story. Having my supervisor will not disclose his name because uh, I don't want that happening to us. Uh, basically. He dabbled in a lot of cam girls, apparently. And what happens from time to time is there's basically, like, a guy standing next being the, like, technical person who's screen recording you the whole time. And they go, we were screen recording you. Um, we've got video of you stroking it. If you do not send us X amount of money, we, oh, we will so hack your bad. Facebook and everything. And so what happened with my supervisor, I did not click the, like, click the link because I was like, what's going on? Apparently, so what happened is they hacked his Facebook sent out a mass message with a link to a YouTube video that took several hours to come down. Oh, wow. And basically, everyone at our work had seen it. And oh, no. You're saying our work. Oh, yeah. No, like, no, no, no. no, no. no. Okay, we'll edit yeah, that. We're gonna yeah. this. <laughs> it, was not, it was not first name, last name. Yeah. <laughs> it was not our work, but it was, yeah, it was crazy. That's, that's crazy. That is oh, And then man. I had a friend who it also kind of happened to. I don't know the full details of the story, I know people have gotten, like, catfished for money and stuff, but, like, never, like, blackmailed like that. That's well, next level. So I don't know if the friend got blackmailed. I don't know how. All I know is, randomly, I got a Facebook Live notification, mm. which, like, you never get those. So it was real weird. And it was a friend that doesn't normally do that kind of thing. So I tap on it just to let it go away, and it pulls it up. And uh, it's like a loop of that, or, like, saying it's live, but it was clearly, like, a recorded 15-second clip that was looping of that. And I immediately, like, reported it. And was like, oh, no, no, I got to do whatever I can to help him get this thing oh, down. No. Um, not, not fun. God, no, that's... Be that's careful like out there, y'all. Female or male, whatever your gender may be, just be careful of being punch drunk loved. That's my verb for it. Just this is about Urban Dictionary tomorrow. Punch drunk loved. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the guy that's in charge of the internet scouring who, like, listen to our podcast. Oh, it's a good it's a good little nug right there. And he's going to just <laughs> upload it to Urban Dictionary now. Punch drunk loved. Uh, the modern being catfished, or like, not, it's not catfished, I haven't scammed, whatever, uh, being hustled to bring it back on topic. Did you ever find out the director, Lemieux? Yes. Uh, her name is Laureen Scafaria. It does not look like she did music videos. She just did regular movies? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was just my theory. I mean, I don't know. Like, but yes, directed by great, David LaChapelle or something. <laughs> great, great job doing uh, the first 40 minutes. Michael Gondry. Michael Gondry did a lot of music videos and also did uh, Be Kind Rewind. That's with uh, 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 Jack, Jack Black, Black and Most Oh, yeah, that is a good one. Yeah. I would not expect you to like that one. <laughs> but it looks kind of like... I remember it being a little trashy fun. Yeah, it's... I, I mean, I watched it, I don't know, 16. How many Most Def movies have you seen? He's actually really good. He's really good. Uh, 12 Blocks or 13 Blocks with Bruce Willis. Oh, that's a good one. Um, He's in The Woodsman with uh, Kevin Bacon, which is really good. And then, of course, uh, Hitchhiker's Guy. He's great in Hitchhiker's Guy. He's also a fun pull. He's in the end of uh, Talladega Nights. When? Uh, Ricky, when he goes to the... Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen is hanging out with most death at the end. What? I don't remember. Like, he just, I remember Will Ferrell going, oh, that's most death. <laughs> oh, wow. Maybe I just don't remember that. He doesn't even have a speaking role, but he's sitting there chilling. I don't know if they got a fake most death like your fake Usher, but it is definitely referenced that it's the most death in Talladega Nights. I bet it, the fake most death is Usher. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, get it. Oh, back to Hustlers? Yeah, back to Hustlers. Like, it's also kind of short on. Uh, like, I, I guess there's a lot of plot, but I don't have... I mean, I said a lot of things I said about it. Good production values. I was actually... When I first wanted to see this, that's what I was worried about. Like, is it just going to feel like 
it was underfunded? Like, you know, just did they pull Cardi B and throw J-Lo on the poster and really it's going to be like kind of a crappy movie and this and that, but like solid production value. Um, like really, I mean, like there's nothing to complain about the cinematography. There were a couple of questionable performances as I mentioned, GEZ is not great. Not everyone's a straight pro, but, um, a lot of fun. There's definitely some, some tonal and pacing issues. I agree with you there. I think I just had less moral issues than you did. I mean, like, I don't mind watching a movie about stealing, of course. Like, like, yeah. like Good Time like, was, a, like, for example, like one of our most favorite, you know, ones to talk about. But very much you're, like, as we delved into, like, we're not rooting for Pattinson, like, at any stage yeah. of that movie. This one, I feel like, really wants you to root for them to get away with it and stuff like that. And that's kind of, yeah, it just, just hit me in the wrong spot. It, I did like the cinematography every time they were doing like uh, like brief montages of her like learning how to dance or like they're trying to pass time you know like every one of those felt like felt right felt appropriate and then when we came out of that passage of time it's like we you know hit the ground running and it, and it felt good. Uh, um, it good, did, go ahead. good choreography. I was going to say too, just the dancing felt very realistic. There really wasn't but, that much, but yeah, yeah, yeah like this. it's all. Um, it, it, what was there good? And then of course you're seeing them learn to dance and that that like dance choreography scenes was fun. I thought it was weird, like, at the end of it, when they're kind of doing the, like, a recap, like, this person went to jail, this person got probation or whatnot, there was that, that like, scene that happens at the end of a lot of movies where it's, like, based on true events where you're doing, like, picture snapshots, yeah. and you're seeing, like, the real person side by side. Mm-hmm. It had one of those moments where it was, like, uh, like Destiny, like, Constance Wu, like, shielding her face, like, from pictures of reporters and stuff, and it's like, oh, cool, that's the real lady, like, oh, no, that's just Constance Wu. Yeah. <laughs> that was, like, a really weird fake-out. They, they probably just couldn't get the rights to the person who was based so. off of... Oh, the, so, before you were, like, misinterpreting the relationship thing with a stripper, what I was gonna ask is, did you ever, like, in school, or, uh, through, like, that work, but, like, or just in your personal life growing up, have that dynamic, that relationship of someone that is so much more inherently cool than you, and just feeling like, like they're showing you the ropes, and it just you feel so lucky to just get to be in their orbit. And you're like, why do you think I'm cool enough to hang out with you? And like, there's something about the way that hits because I I had those moments where I was just like, a randomly a cool person decided like you're going to be my friend now, and you just you felt like holy shit, it's happening, and it's just was my time. Yeah, it, there's like those moments feel so special, and I think they did a good job of capturing that, especially like. They continue their bond, obviously, as they go through the movie, but that first 40 minutes especially just feels, like, real special because of that. Yeah, they're, they're really coming together. You know, and that, that's a funny point. Yeah, for me, it was when I was started to go to house parties in high school, and a guy <laughs> on my, my football team, I was not a drinker or anything like that mm-hmm. when I was, like, 16, and he's like, hey, you should you need to come to start coming to house parties with me, and it was just all on from there. Like, I had no idea how to act, anything. I was so worried or, any, you know, around older people drinking. Yeah. But it was just like, I'm in it. <laughs> like, I'm part. I just stood there with, like, a grin. The whole time. Yeah. Just, like, quiet. Like, no one, I can't have any faux pas if I don't say anything to anyone. Have you ever been on the... So I've been... I, th- I had to think long and hard about it. But weirdly enough, like, I don't consider myself a cool person at all. But I've known enough dorks that I've been on the opposite end of the spectrum, too, where, like, I had to take a moment to realize, and I went... Oh, they probably felt like a similar way about getting to hang out with me. Like, I'm not as many moments of that. I had more moments being Constance Wu. But have you ever had a moment where you felt like, even looking in retrospect, like maybe I was the Ramona in that situation? Oh, to another, like, to another person. Yeah. Uh, Romeo, I know me and Romeo have talked enough. I know you got plenty of moments like <laughs> yeah. that. I don't know if he's ever been the Constance like, Wu. <laughs> <laughs> You are always the remote of the yeah. bad influence. <laughs> yeah. 
it, a lot less so, I think, if, if we're being honest. Yeah, yeah that's what I said. I think it's coming to mind. I mean, like, I've had, like, younger friends. I, I guess I attribute it just to age, because usually you're doing things uh, differently. I mean, like, especially when you're growing up, like, a lot changes people between two years. Like, yeah. especially, like, what you can do socially and whatnot. So that determines who you're even going to hang out with. Yeah. It, no, I wasn't saying it's happened a bunch for me. I just realized, like, I've, I've had a few moments where I was like, oh, yeah. It was probably me in the Ramona situation. But I'm so used to, especially growing up, it was primarily like being in the Constance Wu situation where you're just like, I, you know, I, so cool. I'm going to tell two strip club stories. I One was kind of like taking a buddy to mine, his first one he'd ever been to, and he was he didn't know how to act. And I was like, well, just sit there. You don't do anything. Just kind of same thing, like just sit in the corner, like don't make any faux pas, whatever. And he immediately started like wheeling around in his chair. He was also really drunk and talking to people. Like other party, like club goers. Yeah, everyone's shaking their head. That's see, we know these things. I, I've never even been to a strip club. I would not do that. And he came back, and he was, and I, and he's just like, yeah, people are not friendly here. <laughs> this is not a fucking bar. So, and then after that, I kind of shut the ropes a little bit, I guess. But people I don't want that to come up. Like I, I, no. I have not a goer in, in quite some time. But yeah, uh, people constantly ask me why why I pick the movies I do, and I really is to get these stories out of me. <laughs> I, it may make me so uncomfortable, but it, it was appropriate for this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've actually forgotten about that girl with the phone number until I watched this damn movie. And so then, like, I had to, like, I'm thinking about this for, like, two or three minutes, and I had to rewind. I honestly did not pick Hustlers because I wanted Andy to tell stripper stories. But once we got here, started doing the pod, and I realized, oh, yeah, that was a part of your life at one point. I was like, oh, I'm getting a stripper story out of Andy. <laughs> I used to work in the pool business in Arizona, and I made a lot of money for a very short amount of time. <laughs> And now I'm in a call center. <laughs> yeah, that's the American dream. You know it. And we're doing a podcast for free, right? So, what are we looking at time-wise? Huh? 40. Okay, let's wrap this bad boy up then. I think you go first this time. Okay, uh, this is an 8-5 for me. Oh, I thought you were going to be higher. Okay. I, I'm realizing the pacing issues, like, I didn't want to go too much on feeling. There was definitely some... But, like, it's still... a. I, I don't, we've given so many movies high grades. I just want to emphasize, that's only because they're really fucking good movies. That's yeah. not because, like, we're skewering it. I think, just a quick tangent, this happens with video games a lot. Everything below a 7 is unwatchable. Like, Tokyo Drift was a fun 4. I mm -hmm. would rewatch that movie. I would not watch the two movies that ranked 2.5. Uh, you know what I mean? I even talked about Under the Skin. I gave Under the Skin an 8. I said it's a good movie. I didn't like it. I would never rewatch uh, Under the Skin. So I don't want to feel like, we only give really insanely high nines to movies we like, and then everything else is garbage, which I can see from how you, like, looking at the pod and the scores, that potentially could be misinterpreted that way. Uh, we've just kind of picked movies we really like. We haven't done a lot of stinkers. Um, well, this will be good but, for me, then, because this is mine's kind of in the middle. So. so I guessed earlier, I thought you were going so much on feeling that you would give it a five, and then my re-guess was a six. Now I'm curious. What was your... It is a six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it wasn't. Um, it was a six, and I, I didn't enjoy that much. I'm, I'm sure that that kind of kind of come through. Um, it, it still did a lot of things right. We've talked about this a bunch. You still have to do a lot of things right to even get as high as a six. Like, and all those my my four points weren't all just from the cool. Yeah. You know, of course, this movie's still very cool. The first, you know, third of it, like we've talked about at length, was a lot of fun. Um, just just yeah, cut those walk and talk scenes, or, or just have one of them <laughs> that gets the point home. Ooh, also, this had uh, Bob Davidoff as, like, the uh, club guy who's, like, the sleazy... What is he from? He's a comedian. 
And he's, oh, okay. he's a really, really funny comedian. I have not, he, he did like a Comedy Central Presents like years ago when I used to like be glued to Comedy Central. I feel like he's from other stuff too. And, uh, I, haven't, I almost didn't recognize him. He kind of looks like John Tapper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all, uh, he's, uh, uh, him. And then at the end, I don't think we saw him, but like over the end credits where it's kind of like, uh, there's like a strip club like DJ kind of like reading uh, just announcements for, for the girls or whatever. That, I recognize his voice. It's a guy named Big J Okerson, who's also a really good comedian. I'll tap oh, on. okay. They, they're getting work even in some yeah, small no, capacity. I'm always yeah. rooting for people. Like, yeah. re-watching because I didn't know Jam was when I watched this in theaters. <laughs> Love John Glazer, yeah. Uh, and I don't even care for Parks and Rec that much because the ending left me with a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, um, cut that last season. Just, just yeah, it's it. The last two seasons, to me, got real fan service But I Jam was one of the funnier characters, even if like he's clearly despicable. So we'll go ahead and... Lock that in. I think that what does that average out? Just two point five, so one point two seven point two five. That's not a bad uh, aggregate. Definitely not on the lower end of what we had. Uh, so that's that's going to be it for this episode. Uh, if you do have any suggestions beyond Thor Ragnarok and Slow West, go ahead and email us at azmovieclub at gmail or go ahead and message us on any of our social medias. Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. We're just Arizona Movie Club. Shouldn't be too hard to find us. Also, just go like, comment. Like, if you want to start a Reddit page, I don't visit Reddit, but, like, I've always wanted a sub-community. I've always wanted to feel that important about myself, that people are, like, talking about me, even when, even if it's backstabbing, at least I have the honor to put it on the internet. Like an adult. <laughs> like an adult. I'm just gossiping in the wind. Put that shit on paper. No. But we do appreciate every single listen. We're over 2,000. Uh, Castos has been a little annoying with the analytics, so we don't know our exact number. But July's not been a bad month so far. We had a good spike. Um, we really appreciate any word of mouth you do. Um, and I think that's going to be it for me. Thanks, guys, so much. Have a great day, night, week, whatever. Thanks, Chris.